Hey, Mind Pump listeners, check this out. You've probably heard about the famous Mind Pump forum. Famous. It's super. It is famous. <laughs> super. People are loving it. I think the uncensored one's more famous. But we're raising the price. <laughs> we're raising the price, though. It is uh, going up. August first, the price is going up. Right now, it's at forty-seven dollars. That's lifetime access. You get access to the forum. Whenever we release a new program, you get discounts on it. You get fifty percent off uh, all of our shirts as well. Um, Adam, get, Justin, get, and myself are on there daily. Yes. You get all the releases first too. So anything that comes out new, you get hits yep. them. All hits. those awesome discounts. Yep. Always. And it's it's one time, forty-seven dollars one time. That price will be going up and never going back down again. August first. So uh, if you if you like fitness information, if you want to talk to me, Justin, and Adam, if you want to talk to the Mind Pump community, uh, if you have questions or whatever, we got lots of trainers on there. Go to mindpumpmedia.com, enroll yourself in the forum before the price goes up. August 1st, the price goes up and never comes back down. Personalize your program. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Two questions for you, Adam. Number one, where's your sailboat? And number two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when are you docking? Do you always decide to eat right before we record an episode? This is what we consider our break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the three minutes that we have between we lighting up the next episode is my total time to get food in my mouth. <laughs> Wouldn't you got to shovel it in? <laughs> It's just always. I've been fasting. I'm starting. I've been. I've been working since fucking four a.m. Dick. You have? <laughs> yes. Wow. All right. Yeah, that's, I know. When you said sleepy, bear, that's not bad. Like, I'm on. going till nine o'clock tonight. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing twenty four hour fast twice a week, right now. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. Not twenty. Okay. What do you think twenty four hour means? Just eating once. Twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to eat till tonight at eight o'clock, eight or nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's but, still but, but let's let's go back to the first subject, the sailboat. Where'd you? Where did you park the sailboat? Yeah. He's where, yeah. he's got the cutoff. Oh, once you start stop doing polo, are you referring to my toms? You're you're you've got the cutoff shorts. They're frayed at the bottom, which um, remarkably look okay. And then you've got the little boat. <laughs> and then you've got the boat shoes, the little boaty boat shoes. Goes with the whole fit, dude. With no so- are those no socks underneath, right? No socks. Because you're supposed to wear them without socks. Yeah, unless you got one of those uh, those really low low socks. They have socks that are called like mm. no socks that like barely fit over your foot. That you could wear those. In I'm your picturing head. like croquet. You know what I'm saying? Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. It's very croquet It's very croquet You ever played croquet? Uh, so I have. You have played croquet? But not professionally. Are you good at it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never been in any Wait, he can whack some balls, let's Wait, just say. Which one's the one on the horse? Yeah, polo. That's, that's polo, dude. Yeah, I know what croquet is. Croquet is without the horse. Oh, dear. <laughs> but I was just going to say, if I sat on Adam's back- The one without the horse. We could play polo if Adam ran uh, around. I see. If he galloped yeah. around <laughs> and I just- Maybe we put, maybe put Doug on your back. Yeah. Have you run around and shit? He's and a then, great jockey. And then he could swing yeah. the, the He's stick. He's got the perfect build. And, I, I love balls. when you talk about sports. Why? <laughs> I bet I know. About- you never know where it's going. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, what the fuck. Yeah. I have no what's, idea. What's that sport with the ball that people bounce? It's like uh, basketball. Oh, yeah. is that the one that has where you the, make like, touchdowns? Lines. Oh no, that's yeah, football. Except uh, these are uh, horse. Is that what you're talking about? Because yeah. So what's these, up with those shoes? These are actually my first pair of Toms I've ever bought. So I, what's a Tom? You don't know what Toms are? No, I have no fucking idea what a Tom is. Oh my God, so you always say that shit to me, like dude, you, like you I'm just, sorry. like you just said something. I even something. know about that. Do you? I do. So Toms, Toms got really big because uh, they give away they a give pair away, of shoes. Yeah. Every time you buy a pair of shoes, they give away a pair of shoes. Yep. To somebody, one in for need. one. Oh, to someone in need. Yeah, yeah, it's oh. really cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And so, so some poor kids are wearing the same shoes right now. I don't know if he gets Definitely. the exact same pair. I'm oh, sure okay. he gets a different pair. 
He's going to be um, set for sale. But anyways, it was I, I, I um, anytime I see marketing like this, I find I think it's very ingenious. So I, I, I saw that uh, this happened. Probably, I don't know. But Tom's came around. They've been around now for a while. I think good five, maybe more years now. Um, but I was not a fan of them. They're kind of like slipper looking, very chick like to me. Some mm-hmm. dude, I have buddies that wear them, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I can't do it, dude. I won't, I won't break that as much as I love. But the now you can apparently. Yeah, well, you know, they came out with these, and I'm like, okay, these are stylish. I can rock these. I got a, a, a would you say a, a crochet or croquet? Would you say? Yeah. I don't know. You don't remember? <laughs> no. It's, he likes the croquet. Yeah. Right? Is that the? I <laughs> I didn't say crochet. crochet. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. something different. <laughs> yeah. uh, it does match your toes now, though. You got a nice little toe combo going on with the. Yeah, so I could pull the. the I feel like I can pull these shoes off. I just never had a fit that would go with the male slipper look. And but these I could do. Mm. I could do these. Uh, Goes good with my. But without socks, your feet get all sweaty and weird in them. Mm. Um, Well, I don't plan on doing any running this morning or anything too aggressive. That I think my feet are going to get really sweaty. Mm. But I I think I will buy a pair of socks. You know, so these are this is the first time that they make it stinky, right? Yeah, I'll probably buy those socks that are. But you, if I wore them with socks right now, I'd look really stupid. You would? Yeah, it just wouldn't work. What color socks would you wear? You just can't. You yeah. can't. How's yeah, that work? You don't want to see. Can't do stripes. Uh, you, you could can't do, do. You could do a pair of really low navy blue socks if you mm. had low cut navy blue socks, okay. which I don't have. You could do that with those. I always learn so much from these conversations. Yeah. Can't do argyle with That's that. That's why I'm glad That'd we have. It. Although everybody has no. Well, actually, no. I, did I post? I think I posted these shoes the other day. Those ones them. right there. Yeah, because I just bought them. I just bought them uh, so, two, three. Days so ago. now they're popular. I don't know if they are popular or not. Well, Justin they knew about them. Be. They have to be popular. Yeah. No. Maybe. Maybe they'll be popular. I know a lot of girls that wear them. I don't know. They yeah. look like they look like good deadlifting <laughs> shoes, though. Maybe I'll try to deadlift it. You know why? Because they're yeah. so flat and thin on the bottom. They're like chucks. And you can bowl in them. And yeah. you can bowl. You can <laughs> bowl the case. fuck out of them. Yeah. Or yeah. play polo. Have you ever been on a sailboat? I have not been on a sailboat, actually. Justin, you have, have to have. Yeah. Of I had course to think about that. Yes. Is it cool Boats or is it boring? Rows. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's it's all day. It's champagne and whales. <laughs> no, no way. Yeah, For real? Yeah. Are you calling the girls whales? No, no, no. I, oh. We're sightseeing. You oh, know okay. Yeah, Checking the whales. And, come on, man. Did you have a captain or whatever that does the whole uh, that sails? He doesn't wear the stupid hat, if that's what you're asking. Just no, he's, he had like an eye patch. Real? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hardcore. He had a pi- Did he really? Yeah. yeah he actually yeah, had an eye I patch? I was on like the O'Neill one. It was awesome. I feel like Yarr. I feel like eye patches are more likely to get you laid than they are less likely to get oh, you laid. Oh, it's always a cool story. And if there really? isn't, you got to make one up. I feel like having uh like if you have a physical defect, many times that will probably reduce your ability to get laid. Mm-hmm. But if it has if it's an eye patch, I I don't know. I just feel like you're probably going to yeah. you're probably going to get more I feel like you think that because we shared about a study, I think, that you had read one time. That oh, a scar on the face. <laughs> scar on the face that women are more attracted to it, yeah. so you feel like because well, he's had his eye gouged out. Maybe yeah. she's even hornier because it's even crazier than a well, scar. Well, it's not anything on the this face. Where your it's not everything that's where your coming from. Like, like, missing, like missing teeth doesn't work. Like that's not yeah. a good... That's not a good way to, you know, or if your nose was gone. Uh, but right. a missing eyeball is? No, I mean, but a, a wooden arm. Just an yeah. eye patch, though. It's you know not going to work anymore. Yeah, but an eye patch, a lot of times you think, like, what's going on underneath there? Yeah. Right away, you think they don't have an eyeball, yeah. but they have a glass eye. Mm-hmm. Right? You see an eye patch, what do you think? I, of course, missing yeah. eyeball. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you think a missing eyeball is as sexy as, as sexy as a missing I don't tooth. think when you say it like that, maybe not, mm. but I think the eye patch itself may be. No, you know what I mean? It's the allure of it. It doesn't I'm work. Dangerous. Doesn't work on girls though. If a girl had a, an eye patch, it'd be kind of. I think we should put this to the test. I think you should actually wear a an girl eye patch. Girl having for... an eye patch? Yeah, I don't know. No, no. I think Sal should wear an eye patch for like a week. <laughs> 
It's interesting. I'll be weird. I feel I like it would, awesome it, would, it, would, it, would, it would change my vision, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would just switch from my eye. It would? Yeah. yeah. yeah you, one would one get day exhausted, where, where, right? right? Then go left. Yeah, yeah all bloodshot. You guys, want, you guys want to hear something interesting uh, kind of along these same uh, lines? Yeah, let's hear something You can wear glasses that flip um, everything upside down. So you put the glasses on. That's a horrible idea. And that, then, sounds like, that sounds like a headache. Will yeah. you relax and let me finish my story? <laughs> when you're, so when you're looking through these glasses, everything's upside down. Within a short period of time, I don't know what the period of time is. I think it's you adapt to it. I think it's a couple days. Your brain flips the image back. Mm-hmm. So then, when you take them off, everything's upside down again. And your brain has to flip Shit, it again. That's yeah. bullshit. They show that nope. on brain games. It is not bullshit. Yeah, they they tested that. Really? It is correct, yeah. my friend. Yeah, that's that, right. That's really been tested. Mm-hmm. Well, did you know that? I see you didn't know this, did you? I did. Same thing with shadows and all that. You just like build an image after a while after looking. I at it. I find that very fascinating. You don't know that right now. The images you see are upside down. You didn't know that, did you? Your <laughs> brain. No, no shit. Your yeah. eyes right now are transmitting images to your brain upside down. Your brain uh, interprets them right side up. Yeah, it, it flips it. Now I've heard that, but I I would never. I wouldn't think like an external piece of glass could actually get your get your eyes. Absolutely, to, that's fascinating to your me. Your brain, your eyes. Well, you look at people who have. Um, it's fascinating who, to me how you reorient. Yeah. Well, you can see people who get laser eye surgery on just one eye, and but then they, their 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 vision adjusts so that they can see up close and far away. They get what's called what do they call it stereo vision or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. They can see and sound. Yeah, have you ever known anyone that's that's done this with the glass? Where did you see this? Where um, did you read this? Don't ask me that. I don't no, remember. I'm very curious. It's on Brain Games. I re- was it on Brain yeah, Games? It was on brain I games. read it I somewhere thought. a while ago, I think. Um, but it's fascinating to me at just how much reality, actually, all of reality is completely created by your brain. Like I had, a, I, I watched this one talk by the scientist once, and he made this interesting point. He says, "Do you think what you see uh, is outside your body?" He goes, it's not. What you see right now, what you're experiencing right now is all inside your brain. You are not seeing anything that's outside of you. You're seeing everything that's inside your head. That really trips me the yeah, fuck out. You, yeah, you got to interpret yeah. it. You're yeah. making me all squirmy right Isn't now. Isn't it weird? Just, yeah, uh-huh. just listen to it. Yeah. Like, you, like, like you'd have no is idea. Is real time? Like you'd have no idea if, let's say, you fell asleep right now and me and uh, Justin drugged you. <laughs> abused. And then uh, after repe- uh, raping you s- several times, Dude, we removed whoa, your- Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, I threw that out. You can't uh, use no. the rape word Sorry on the radio. So if you fell asleep, <laughs> if that was horrible, if you fall asleep <laughs> yeah. and somehow we were able to sedate you- I was gonna, like, you, tickle torture him. We, were, <laughs> we were able to sedate you. I was ready you. for like a Sharpie on my Holy head. shit, Sal. You're a dark son of a bitch. And the darkest motherfucker, right? Let's not sleep around anymore, Adam. We used to play jokes where you like put shaving cream in their heads. Sounds like after rape multiple rapes. Hey, Doug just fell asleep. Let's rape him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. He'll never see that coming. Idea. He'll never see that but coming. Not only is it great, it's hilarious. And we'll talk about it on the show. Like, like, Whoa, like, I didn't sign up for this. Next morning, he's like, why am I sore? I didn't work out. No, listen, if you fell asleep, somehow you were sedated, and we removed your brain and placed it in a computer or a machine that was able to perfectly mimic all of the external stimuli that your brain currently receives. So... It was mimicking all the stimuli your brain gets through your hands, your feet, your skin, your, your nose, all your senses, and it created this reality. You would literally have no idea that your brain was outside your body and inside a machine. You'd have no idea. It would be exactly the same. Trip off that shit. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. God, that's, it's so, you can't debate that, though. It's so hard to debate that. It's not. It's the reality, bro. Or is it? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to, to well, sleep. Is it only real if you perceive it? You know what I mean? Of course. Right. I can't wait to slip you guys acid. Yeah. That's gonna be a good time. <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell you guys. 
Just have you guys start tripping balls. I'm glad you've actually came out and said some of this stuff because this is what we were talking about in that episode the other day when we talked about how dark this fool is. I know, right? <laughs> was, Justin's the one who's always saying, that, like, dude, this guy has the darkest sense of humor out of uh, everybody right now. I Sometimes it. I want to ask him, like, bro, did something happen to you a long time it's ago? It's my favorite side of Sal. <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. Yeah. It is. And it, it gets is. way worse yeah. than what I say. Nobody really knows. <laughs> know, the darkness. Mm. I know the darkness. <gasps> what the? It's coming fast. It's here. It's the motherfucking quaw. That shit has landed. Quee quaw. Today's quaw is being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, more focused buzz without the crash. Go to ChimeraCoffee.com and use the discount code MINDPUMP for 10% off. That's ChimeraCoffee.com with a K. And use the code MINDPUMP for 10% off. Boom. Yeah. yeah. That's our... That was good, Doug. Uh, that is good, uh, Doug. Where did you pull that out? That was guys? Good. Dude, yeah, I'm... That's my best radio voice. Dude, yeah. I, I, Chimera Coffee gets me hyper as shit. Yeah. yeah. In a very nice way. Yeah. In a very nice way. In a we, very we nice get way. off the rails early, which yeah. I like. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Bring the questions, Douglas. We've got questions from Corey and Ciara. How do you kickstart a stalled metabolism? That's a that's a great question. Trade it in for a new uh, one. Yep. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah uh, Adam Adam Next is question. somewhat of an oh. expert on uh, metabolic damage, having dealt with uh, where you probably see this the most, right? The competitive world. Yeah, you probably see that kind of shit happen the most. Yeah, that's nice of you to call me an expert. I don't know if I'd call myself an expert on it. I would say that I've definitely helped a lot this of people. This is weird. Is Adam being humble? What the <laughs> fuck? I don't know if you can really label me like that. Fuck but... off. Or the best. A lot of people call me an expert. Uh, I just yeah. say I'm handsome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I've dealt with a lot of people like this, and you're right. Um the in the bodybuilding community it is it's uh more popular than you would think i think the average person wouldn't think when they look at uh, a bunch of professional athletes and bodybuilders and cover a magazine people as having a disorder uh like you know uh, metabolic damage or uh eating uh, binge eating or issues like that but believe it or not it's more than the average pop population y- I would yes it's uh, significantly i mean i think uh I, I can probably count on one hand how many clients I've actually uh, that were just the average Jane or Joe that had hired me that had real metabolic damage done to them. I can easily name you know three times that of people I personally know that I've talked to or helped that in within the fitness industry that have struggled with this, and that's because um, of the extremes. Uh, and they have a they have just as unhealthy of a relationship with food as the 350 pound obese person that struggles, you know, like they just, it's different, you know, it's a different, uh, a different issue that they're dealing with, but still very similar. And, you know, kickstarting someone's metabolism, it's about getting healthy. It's about, uh, learning what your body needs and, and feeling it proper properly. And also understanding that you can't, uh, race to your goal. You know, it's not like this sprint and, you know, sometimes, and most often than not, these people, I've got to pull back. You know, they've already been, they've been hammering their body so hard and restricting mm-hmm. so much yeah. that they literally need to slow the fuck down by like 50 plus percent. They need to just focus on. So glad you're saying the that. most impact. Yeah. So glad you're saying that because you cannot force a metabolism to speed up. You have to allow it to speed exactly. up. Exactly. There's yeah. a big fucking difference yeah. there. You ain't going to force that shit. I, I promise you this. If you have 
if your metabolism has adapted downward, which is uh, what do they call that? Adaptive thermogenesis. Uh, that's that's and and when it gets really bad, that's what metabolic damage is, where your body becomes so efficient at storing calories and so efficient at burning few calories that now you're eating a thousand calories, you're working out like crazy, you you still are 15 pounds overweight, or there's that last 10 pounds and it's not coming off. You can't force that shit off by pushing and pushing and pushing because your metabolism will win. Your body will win. There's no there's no winning that battle. Eventually, you'll gain the weight back. And so what you have to do, like Adam is saying, is get healthy. And that means you have to allow your metabolism to speed up. Some of the, the best tools I've ever no, uh, seen for the average person is to put more of an emphasis on getting stronger yeah. In the gym, building muscle. Yes, mus- muscle strength is is something that uh, you know you want to build your body to build a better metabolism, and you know and to build yourself up to where you know the the majority of your mass now, uh, you know you can build towards lean muscle mass, and that's something that you want to work on improving, uh, as well as you know eating better and, and fueling that process, you know more effectively. Uh, you know, th- those are definitely the things to consider, uh, not just, you know, I'm not, I'm not just trying to, to cut weight and get down, in, you know, in leanness as, as far as that is concerned. I want to actually build myself back up. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going through. Uh, so several times in my life have I gotten down to the single digit body fat percentage um, or lower than seven or six percent body fat. Um, I've done it maybe three times where I've got down to like five or four or maybe even lower. And uh, this time that I'm doing it right now, so I'm doing this right now, I'm probably, I don't know, I don't test my body fat, but if I were to guess, I'd say I'm probably around six maybe. I'm definitely in the single digit range. But I've never been this strong at this body weight, and I've never eaten this much food at this body weight, and I've never done this little cardio at this body weight or this body fat percentage. And one of the two of the main differences that I've done is, number one, I utilize fasting uh, properly. And fasting is a great way to uh, to kind of kickstart things into gear. You don't have to do it often, but even once a week, if you did a you know a sixteen hour or twenty four hour fast, it will blunt insulin and raise growth hormone. Although you and probably that, you probably wouldn't recommend that for uh, someone with metabolic damage, though, to kickstart their metabolism, would you? Uh, no, this is for Just some because that person's probably. Closer I've, to that extreme. There is a proper way to use yes, fasting. That's the There's a proper way, and if you use it properly, it will enhance your metabolism. If you use it mm-hmm. improperly, it'll it'll cause more damage. The second thing, and this is where I think uh, everybody or most people in this category um, can benefit, is the use of mini cuts and mini bulks. We've talked about this many times. In the past, when I've gotten down to single digit body fat percentage, I would get on a, uh, a you know, I'd start dieting and or, or you know, cutting, and I would just be consistent. I'd be very consistent at cutting, you know, every day, day in and day out, very, very consistent. And as a result, I'd end up with a slower metabolism, less strength in the gym, and so forth. Now, what I'm doing is I'm only allowing myself to lose mm-hmm. one pound a week. And the way I'm doing that is I end up losing two and a half pounds or three pounds during the week, and I make sure to gain two pounds before I enter the next week. So I'm constantly undulating my calories um, so that my body weight trends downwards, but I'm boosting and I'm, in- I'm giving myself more calories um, when I see that my, body's, my body fat or my body weight is dropping too quickly. With, instead of getting excited and being like, oh shit, I'm dropping weight so fast, let's keep it going, I make sure to reverse gears a little bit and add a little bit of a maintenance or surplus and as a result, my metabolism has not, uh, it's, it hasn't um, adapted downward 
Not nearly as much as it has in the past. No, that's you're benefiting you by doing that. You're benefiting yourself with the leptin for sure. I mean, you yes. by redoing that every single week like that, you re spike it back up and kick kick it up. And that hormone's so important to our metabolism. And I think that's probably yeah. I think I think that's really challenging mentally for most people, especially yeah. when you because um, and I know and just listening to you, you know, explain that like that sounds like one of the better processes to go through as far as like you know, getting, getting lean, but, but, you know, maintaining strength and lean mass. Um, I forgot what I was going to say after that. Come back to me. <laughs> you haven't done that in forever. That's I awesome. Well, I, I think, you know, um, here, there are some challenges with it. I will say this. Uh, well, it takes a lot of discipline. It, thank I mean, you. And I always like to, to kind of get after you a little bit because you're probably one, I, I don't think I can think of another person off the top of my head who I, who I think, takes uh so so good a care of his body can control his weight up and down uh without tracking i i, I find that very fascinating that you mm. you can get yourself in the five to six percent body fat range without even tracking i i have to to me it, it the accountability piece the discipline side of it that's why not because I don't think I can't diet or I don't know how to listen to my body. I can do all those things. But for me, I need to write it down so I'm, I'm holding myself accountable. You have very good discipline to tell yourself what you'd like the rules. Yeah, it's just, very intuitive. Yes. Like it, and I think, yeah, you you explained it's it's the mental discipline aspect of it. Because if, if I'm going through and I'm and I'm in that process where I'm, I'm cutting down uh, for me to then like come back and then add calories, that's a hard thing to do. Your body's going to kind of fight you through that. And then also going right back and shifting gears again the next week. So it, it is. And I'll tell you what, tracking, very important, especially when you first start off, because you need to learn. You need to learn what works. You need to learn how to count, you know. Your macros. You need to, you know, learn what calories are within foods and how much you're actually eating. Because people who don't track or have never tracked have no idea. You ask them how many calories they think they're eating, they have no idea. Um, so I'd say start with that. But the reason why I don't anymore is because I've evolved beyond it. Um, I've gotten to the point now where I can listen to my body. And what's the positive of that? The positive is way less stress, way less anxiety over it's what a, I'm eating. It's a healthier relationship. I, bottom line. And I feel like it does. I can go anywhere and do anything. And I'm going to be okay with, you know, where I'm at. I'm not getting anxiety of what I'm going to eat as much or, you know, uh, oh, no, I, I need to eat this much more grams of protein or this many more grams of fat or whatever. I'm paying attention to the signals that my body's sending me. But make no mistake, that's a much more – it's a very evolved way of doing things. And there's a process to get there. It doesn't happen overnight. But here's one of the challenges when you bump your calories. It's psychologically, it's difficult because once you bump your calories, it's almost like, well, fuck it. I've already eaten more. I'm I'm just gonna keep eating more. Like you, you get in this mm -hmm. weird mentality. Like, oh, I did it yesterday. I'll do it again today, and I'll do it again today, and then because it's available, it's there. You know what I mean? Yes. It, it, it's like back in the day, we always talk about. It's like, you know, that you make your kill, or or you know, you you gather whatever amounts of food that you can get, and it was really hard to do that. And now you have that, you consume it really quickly. It's you all know? there. It's all there. It's but all there. The next day, it's not there. But right. we have nothing but abundance now. So to shut that mechanism that's already in place in our body is really tough. Well, and the, the, there's a physical aspect that's difficult. The physical aspect is this. I definitely notice an increase in my appetite when I do that. Always. Now, I know that's a sign. And what I've done is I've taken that increase of appetite and I've just changed the way I perceive it in my mind. So, so that way it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't drive me to eat more is I realize now, okay, I bumped my calories the past few days because I'm losing too fast. Um, I'm super hungry now today, although today I need to drop back down, drop my calories back down. 
but I've learned to associate that increase in hunger with awesome. I've sped Burning up my fat. metabolism. Yeah. yeah, my metabolism is now sped up. Yeah. So versus, oh, fuck, I'm hungry. I can't handle this. So I've learned to kind of embrace that feeling a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's helped quite a bit. But those those are some of the tips, I would say, just a real, just to kind of recap. Uh, focus on building strength in the gym and performance. That'll always boost your metabolism. Um, and when it comes to your eating, uh, bump your calories up for a few days and then go back to your diet, and that usually will do the trick. OCC Girl 1, tips and advice for building a financially successful training career. Another great question. Hmm. Um, so he, here's the thing with where, where to start. Well, yeah, yeah. where do you start here? Well, here's the thing. So uh, I'll just give you a little personal story. So I have a lot of family um, that works in uh, the banking industry and investments. Okay, and a lot of them make a shit fuck ton of money doing this, and they work nine to five, and they're good, but they're not like cream of the crop. So one thing you need to realize, and the reason why I'm saying this is, uh, there's if you're looking at make money and make a shit ton of money, it's harder in the fitness industry than it is in other lucrative industries like investments or like high tech or you know like other industries where you know petroleum, where if you're just kind of middle of the road, you're probably still making a shit ton of money. In fitness, if you really want to make a lot of money. Um, you've got to be really fucking good because there's not... The 1% of 1%. Yeah, because the middle of the road and down for fitness, you're not making much money. It's the guys and girls near the top that are making a lot of money. So the 80-20 rule applies. And I just just want to be honest. I want to say that because if you think about... I'm going to go in the fitness industry because I'm going to make lots of money and you're not super, super passionate about fitness, you're going to be disappointed. Um, Now, if you're very, very passionate about the fitness industry... You won't be disappointed because you'll love it. You'll love what you do. And luckily, most people I've met in fitness yeah. who do it as a living uh, for a living are extremely passionate. That being said, being financially successful um, in fitness means you need to understand uh, very, very well um, how to sell and how to promote yourself. Because I, in my experience, those are the two biggest uh, roadblocks that I've seen to people being successful in fitness. I've seen way more very, very, very good personal trainers make no money because they suck at sales. Then I've seen shitty trainers who are great at sales uh, make a lot of money. I've seen a lot of shitty trainers do really well because they're really good at sales and promoting. And I've seen very, very few excellent trainers who are bad at sales do well. That's a very good point. So d- focus mm-hmm. on your sales skills and your pr- and how to promote yourself. I would say there's there's a couple things too uh, as far as like starting a training facility goes. There's like a mentality that's out there that's, you know, what's hot, what's trendy, you know, what's current as far as right now, like you will see an immediate increase in revenue just because of the brand association or being part of a specific program that's like super popular, like a soul cycle or something like this. You know, there's like. There's like a lot of uh, franchises out there that are killing it right now, too, where you can if you have the money and investment to invest in one of these and you see it as a short term investment, uh, you know, that's an approach. That's something that you can make a financial gain and do pretty well with. But just, you know, it's. Think of it short term, but now you think long term, you got to think about things that uh, are going to benefit somebody that's going to outlast a lot of the trends. And so to to do that, you really have to have a lot of knowledge and experience in the fitness industry already. 
And so if you don't, you know, I honestly, in my opinion, I would probably lean more towards the franchise route. Oh, well, yeah. You know, what's what's neat, too, is is keeping all three of us um, are very different. You know, like uh, we all come. We have different specialties and backgrounds and and strengths for sure. And uh, have proven that uh, our way of doing business in the fitness world it, it works and is successful. So there's everybody can find their own path. That's what I love about the fitness industry. You know, you get to be you, right? You get to be who you are. And, you know, and I really think if you're authentic like that, you do a really good job of being yourself, which sounds funny saying that, but I think a lot of people are trying to be, they see, they try to emulate another trainer. They try, they see another trainer who's. No, you cannot copy someone's flavor. You have to have your own flavor. Yes. You need to, yeah. And you need to own it. You need to own it and be that person and, and, and kind of stand behind that. And, you know, the other thing too, is I think it's really important to take very, very good care of of your people. And I mean, above and beyond. So if you only got three people, I mean, those three people you, you give the world to when it comes to training and you do that till you can't do it anymore Mm -hmm. because, I think most of our business, I know if I can speak for me, uh, for sure, probably these boys will chime in if I'm wrong, but a majority of all your business is referral. I mean, uh, Always. yeah, I Always. mean, you may get some leads here and there. Justin's probably the best when it comes to online marketing and, and getting like a brand new lead on somebody. But, you know, most all of my business comes from word of mouth. You know, somebody reaches out to me and says, you know, you trained so-and-so and I saw, I saw them and oh my God, or I've seen what you've done for this. Pro- oh my God. And so it's always referral. And so, you know, when you take, take somebody on, I mean, they're, they're going to end up being your advertisement later. Mm-hmm. So, you know, take pride in take pride in your craft. Pour yourself into that. Yes. Yeah. Take pride in your craft, pour yourself into that person because they will be, they will be better marketing for you than any amount of money you can spend on advertising. So true. Right. And if you've got, 10 of those people doing it for you, you're going to do decent. If you got 20 people doing that, you're going to do even better. If you got 100, 1,000 people out there talking about you because of how much you've changed your life, then you have a waiting list. And, and you then have, you can charge whatever you want, and then you then you have... Right. So, the, I mean, that's 100% how you're going to start, and you're really going to uh, put your foot in and build this thing. Uh, it's going to take... And, and, don't think of this as this is long-term thinking, but this is a growth-minded long-term thinking. That's the only way you're going to make like a financially successful uh, career out of this is to uh, uh, really approach it with uh, steps and phases in, in ways that like, you know, step one, like I have to like right now in my concentration, I can only uh, affect, you know, my money from uh, really pouring myself into this person, getting a referral from this person, you know, my resources are limited. So therefore, I have to really concentrate on what is in front of me. And so each time you make a step, you already have to have the the mentality that you're going to utilize these resources, these new resources you have to pour back in to, you know, funnel into the stage after that. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't think, you know, uh, steps ahead of what you're doing, you're going to get stuck in a spot where you become a technician and, you know, you might have a decent career and make decent money, but you're not going to make, you know, like a killing like you could. The, the opportunity is there. You just have to really, you know, expand your vision of this. You know what uh, Adam said, uh, you know, about referrals. You talked about referrals. So I owned a personal training wellness studio for about 12 years. Um, I did i i think maybe did marketing or paid for marketing once the entire time it was entirely uh by going out to the local community and then through uh word of mouth through referral um and then the second thing we talked about about you know you can't copy someone else's flavor i'm doing that i'm going through that right now so 
for those of you listeners that don't know, um, all of us are going to be doing Mind Pump full-time uh, coming August. Um, so that means we're all going to stop personal training, stop doing our other jobs. It's 100% Mind Pump. So I have all these clients that uh, – and, it, and it's very difficult to do. I love these people. These people are like family to me, but – it's just a step that I have to take to move forward. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these clients, uh, some of them have decided to just work out on their own. But a lot of them want to continue working out. And so I'm going to refer them to other trainers that I know that are good, that I think that will work well with, for, with them. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, I talk to the trainer. The trainer comes to me after. is like, okay, how should I train them? What should I do? What kind of workouts to do? Because the trainer is so <laughs> Tra- worried. They're trying to be you. They're trying to be me. And I tell the client, I tell these trainers, hey, look. Yeah. You'll, you'll never be me. And it's not because I'm awesome. It's no. because it doesn't work. Like, I could never be you. If you gave me your client that you've had for 10 years, yeah. I could never replace you because you're your own person. You have your own unique flavor. What you need to do is be a good trainer, which you are. Otherwise, I wouldn't refer people to you. Be a good trainer, but use your flavor. Mm-hmm. Build your relationship. Uh, be who you are. So what does that mean? Well, one of the trainers that I am uh, re- referring people to she has a very strong background in some of the best functional flexibility training I've ever seen. Um, she's got uh, yoga background. She's, uh, she's got incredible mobility background. Those are areas where I know stuff, but I would not consider those to be my expertise or my strength. So I told her, I said, incorporate those things into your training with them. Like That's your flavor. Show them. And sure enough, she took some of my clients to workouts and did that, and my clients came up to me and were like, you know what? I never thought... I could work with anyone else or learn new things, but that was fucking awesome. You know, the other trainer, he's an athletic trainer. He's got athletic background. The, again, I, area I'm pretty proficient in, but not something that I consider my absolute expertise. So he's applying that flavor, and sure enough, my client, the clients that went over to him are kind of opening their eyes, and it's something different. It's exciting. And mm-hmm. as a trainer, it is so important for you to be who you are because that's going to come through in your training. So uh, again, find your flavor. Be your flavor. Don't copy anyone else's flavor, and that'll make you successful as a trainer. Ethan Hale, 33. Is there a simpler and easier way to increase mobility and reduce discomfort with your warm-up and warm-down? So, uh, What does this remind you of? So I'll tell you what. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Um, here's, here's something I want to say. So he's asking about like how can he warm up better so that he doesn't hurt as much and has better mobility. I want to be clear on this i'm not going off the topic topic i promise you the purpose of a quote-unquote warm-up the purpose that we believe uh, a warm-up exists is to prevent injury right we think oh warm up so you don't hurt yourself during your workout that i'm going to be very clear here that's the absolute bare minimum that your warm-up should do if you warm up properly to not hurt yourself and you don't hurt yourself congratulations you've done the bare minimum the reality is your warm-up is really supposed to prime your workout that you're about to do. What it's supposed to do is it's supposed to get your central nervous system to fire mm-hmm. more efficiently and effectively, increase range of motion in a functional way so that now you can you have a greater range of motion when you work out. It's also supposed to help recruitment patterns be right. more ideal. So more now when motor I motor unit recruitment. That's it. So more when I'm doing my flow, more when, oxygen. When I'm doing my squat or my deadlift or whatever. I'm getting more out of my workout. So in reality, your warm-up at the bare minimum is to prevent injury, but at the bare ma- at the maximum or what it's really what you can really do with your warm-up is make your workout that's about to follow that much more effective. And I would I would go as far as to say that most people that work out that don't understand proper mobility and proper, you know, dynamic warm-ups 
before the workouts are probably missing out on a big chunk of the gains that they're getting. And I, and I want to be clear with that because I know there's a lot of guys <clears throat> listening right now, especially young guys who work out in the gym, who don't warm up because they're young, they don't hurt, and they don't think it contributes to their gains. When in reality, I'm telling you right now, you do a proper warm-up to get the CNS to fire right, mm-hmm. to get the right recruitment pattern, to get the right mobility and the right range of motion, you're going to get better gains. Forget about not hurting yourself. You're getting better gains. Well, not just gains. I mean, it's it's overall movement patterns will completely, you know, go in your favor. So, you know, you're making all these gains in these uh, – you're looking more muscular and, and lean and – but but guess what? You're moving better with less pain, right. and uh, that's a huge thing that people need to consider. Uh, you know, it might not hurt now, but if you haven't been addressing your workouts with a, with a proper warm up, you're going to experience pain, right. and it's going to come quickly. What company was it that had the tagline uh, "Move Better"? I used to love that because of that. Just because I don't remember. Do you, you remember I that? Do remember that, that yeah. Move better. better. I think it was, it's uh, yeah. Perform better. No. No, move better. It was just move better. And I think that's, I I think people don't really think about that. You know, Uh, the other day I ruffled some feathers because I was talking about the treadmill and then somebody running on it. I said, you know, all these, I see all these people, there's, you know, 20 people in front of me running on these treadmills and they're all focused on how fast they're going and how many calories they're burning this and that. And I'm walking down and I can't help but look at everyone's gait. Like I'm looking at how they run and how they move. And like all the, at that vagina sweat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You just scared all my members right now. <laughs> no, I'm not that was an old reference. At- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so so I'm looking I'm looking at their gate and I'm going, you know, probably at least out of fifty out of twenty people, fifteen of these people have no business running on this treadmill. Mm-hmm. And how do you tell somebody who's trying to lose weight and they're trying as hard as they can that you have no business on a treadmill right now? And so I kind of brought this up and, and they you could tell they were kind of frustrated at first, like, what am I supposed to do? Or that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, well, here's the deal is that you got you have unfavorable, you know, neurological connections right now. Like your body is always going to move uh, and take the easiest pathway. And you've formed it and shaped it in a manner that is not ideal for you to be moving. And it's not ideal for and you to be And they're just continuing to train it that way. You're cementing it in yeah. by running on a treadmill. Like all you're doing is concreting those bad patterns because you're running so hard. When you're running hard, nobody, unless you're like a professional runner, which has brought, got great posture and great running already, mm-hmm. you know, is thinking about their gait while they're sprinting at a speed 10 on the treadmill. Yeah. They're just running. They're I'm just cementing it all over your face. Yes. But what, but wow, again. I'm sorry. He said cementing, and I couldn't help it. <laughs> so these people. <laughs> so, cementing. You're killing yeah. Doug. Yeah. Sorry, Doug. Well, you know, it's uh, here's the thing. Uh, uh, let me ask you guys this question. We have two, let's say we have two girls, twins, and one of them uh, is doing squats, and because of her mobility or whatever, she's able to go down to parallel with her squat. The other girl, the other twin, does a proper, we'll call it warm-up. I hate the word warm-up because we only think it's to prevent injury, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Proper CNS you know, patterning, proper you know, muscle recruitment patterning, proper, proper mobility work before squat. And she's able to squat just two inches lower, but with good stability and good form. And they continue to do this for the next six months. 
Do you think you're going to see a visible difference in the way they build muscle, how much more muscle they build and, and fat loss and performance? Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, that's what I'm trying to hammer. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to hammer right now. Like, Warming up is not just about not hurting yourself. Warming up is literally about making your workout better. More effective. And if you think of it that way, because very little planning goes into it. It's all about just, oh, I'm going to move and fly, stretch and do all yeah. these things. And this was, this was, ladies and gentlemen, this was huge for me. Not that long ago. Like it wasn't that long ago that I learned this. I think it was like over the last year that I learned this 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 how dramatic right. this effective. It was actually it was Adam incorporating mobility into his workout and me seeing how his body was changing and seeing how his movement was changing. Cause Adam had horrible mobility in certain ranges of motion, certain movements. And he went from horrible mobility to excellent mobility. But besides that, forget about that. Let's just forget about the pain and the mobility. I saw his body change. Like he looked good before. He looked even better all of a sudden, and all it was was, you know, doing the proper setup for his workout. So that's how important these yeah. things are, and that's why as much planning that goes in your workout should probably go into what you do before. And we didn't even touch about this, touch upon this, what you do after. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about cementing in recruitment patterns? You can use your cool down, quote unquote, cool down to do the same thing. And this is where you can incorporate things like static stretches and you know, a different type of mobility movements to kind of just kind of hammer home that message you just sent with your hard work. So I've been sharing this with other trainers and uh, some of my members at the gym, and it's it's neat to start to see this new trend happening and uh, of people actually, you know, doing these uh, dynamic warmups that are more specific. You know, mm-hmm. they're not just doing these random That's what I'm saying. stretches exactly. and warm up. They're, they're doing these movements that people are kind of looking at them like, what the fuck are they doing? And I know what they're doing because I taught them, you know, and I'm, I think that's really neat because when I would go in, I would see people watching what I'm doing and you feel kind of silly doing it first because you're not lifting any weights. You're doing these just dynamic stretches and stuff. It's not, it's not cool. It's not as cool as, you know, squatting 400 pounds. That's way cooler, you know, and it doesn't look like I'm working really hard, but I'm doing something that is very, very important to my workout and I don't take it lightly. It's a, it, I have my playlist. I play certain music when I'm doing it. It's a part of my workout and my routine. Mm. And it's something that um, I've implemented in the last year, and it has. It's been a game changer for me, for sure. Well, this is why I've always talked about it being, like, ritualizing it, like, making that, like, something that is, uh, you, you know, you're not going to stray away from it ever. Like, it, it's something that's, if I'm working out, that's what I'm doing. That's part of my workout. And, uh, you know, I I came to a point where that was something that was, like, a mentality that I just started to focus on and it, it did nothing but benefit, uh, you know, everything, everything, performance, hypertrophy, whatever I was doing, uh, specifically to, you know, force my body to adapt. It, it was totally like fueling that. Well, I mean, think of it this way. You get, you come in, you take two people, you know, that are going in to train legs for the day and you've got person one who does the standard, you know, bro guy warm up. He goes, does leg extensions, then he does leg curls, you know, real light. He just, you know, warm, warms him up, gets the blood flowing in both of them, and then goes into his squats or his deadlifts or all these other movements and his machines and everything he's going to end up using. He does five different stuff. That person, compared to the person who comes in and does a specific dynamic warm up for the needs that their body need to be addressed, right? Whatever their imbalances they have according going on. According to their workout. Yes, right? according to their workout, according to their body too. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. just their workout, but what what are they what are their where's their immobility? Where are they having a hard time moving? Mm-hmm. And are they addressing that in addition to priming themselves for their workout they're about to right. have? That what that, does that look like that person who does that could get away with doing 
eight sets of squats and could have a better workout that's more productive than the person who spent you know, 20 different sets on all these different machines. Cause it's not all just about volume. It's not all just about yeah. intensity that those are important elements, but there's also effectiveness too. Right? No, a proper a, a chemistry there, a proper dynamic setup to your workout will, will take you about 15 minutes. I mean, you can go as long as 30, but about 15 minutes will give you about enough time. And then afterwards, and maybe another 10, 15 minutes. So you're not adding any more time than you probably, or you, at least you should have to your workout. Cause I, there are a lot of people who do zero warm up. They just, walk in and yeah, do their thing go. although i do know a lot of people that you know maybe that's not true because i do know a lot of people that will do 10 or 15 minute walk on the treadmill before they work out that consists it, that's their yeah, warm-up okay. that they that they typically do replace that with more specific mobility movements oh way more beneficial uh, yeah. way more you'll get way more you know benefit you'll get way more results you get all the same benefits you get from walking on a treadmill plus a million million more it's so much better so hayden richardson here's a scenario each of you is an anabolic steroid. Oh. <laughs> what is your name? <laughs> what are your benefits? And what are your side effects? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Adam Rall. Adam, uh, Adam Rall. I'm Adam, Adam Rall. Adam Rall. Yeah, it'll be yeah, that'll like be Adam what Rall. my my name is. Uh, I, I'm Saladrol. 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 Uh, Just a dawn. Increase libido, muscle size. Um, Small calves. Side effects could, <laughs> side effects side effects sure. could be enlarged penis and shrinkage of the calves. Uh, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> you lose some to gain some. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. good for you, but there are some side effects. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I don't know uh, what would mine be. Jeez, uh, uh. you get really good at pulling shit. And then your ability to push stuff wouldn't be that good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A little bit of excess hairiness around the nipple area. Ooh, kind of a weird side yeah, effect. Happens, yeah, you might get. Uh, and uh, could cause you to ring. become yeah, hair ring. It could cause you to become uncomfortably talkative. Oh, I see. Dude, I feel like you have way more yeah. side effects than you have benefits. Bitch, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the trembler. I'm, de I'm definitely not taking. What is it, Saldron? What are you Saldron? Saldron. Saldron? Yeah. yeah. I'm not just, just the dawn. It, it, you know, it'll get you a big chest. Yeah, it'll get you a big ass. You know, it's, it gets you those kinds of things. God, I wish you were a girl. You like an awesomely, amazingly average cock, probably something like that. You know, <laughs> and you know. Average. Big big calves, you know. You throw those in there. Uh, uh, side effects: you you forget a lot of shit. You just constantly <laughs> forgot forget things, and, uh, and and you're very me mediocre at talking yeah. at best. <laughs> See, my uh, my 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 steroid, uh, you can't inject it or take it orally. It's a suppository. Oh, <laughs> yeah. unmotivating. Yeah. Nobody is nobody's <laughs> buying yours. You have though. to put yeah, it. That's nobody horrible. That's the only it. way it works. You it do mine in one ass. of those mist things, like you go. You just smell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now mine's a little more exclusive. You gotta, you gotta no, put it mist. up your butt. And it's a big, it's a big tablet. It's a big it's tablet. It's a big, big tablet one, yeah. that goes like up there. Two incher. So. There's only only uh, if yeah. So not uh, everybody's you know ready for yeah, it. It's not <laughs> not exciting. Yeah. Uh, what if you stack them all together? Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Damn. You gotta inject it right in your neck. Yeah, you maybe did. That is. I think I'll, I think I'll take 200 milligrams of just what is it justinol? What is just, it? Just a dawn. Just a dawn. Yeah. <laughs> Saladrol. Yeah, I just want about 75 milligrams of you. <laughs> but Saladrol cancels me out, right? <laughs> yeah. No, you know no. I mean? He's like the comeback from the just. It's a dawn. synergistic. Yeah. See, I don't th see. Doug wouldn't be a steroid. Doug would be growth hormone. Oh yeah, you would be a growth 
hormone. He'd be, He'd be fountain hormone. of youth hormone. Because he's like, oh, yeah, take me. And he's, he's just yeah, good yeah, for Better you. skin. Like, better better everything. No gonna, side effects. Yeah. No yeah. side effects. You are unhealthy. Right? Leaner. Yeah. Could carry Sweet drink better. my hormones. You carry it in his pocket anywhere yeah. you want to go. Yeah, us, we give people acne and hair right. loss and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Too much. You grow fangs and you have to, like, drink people's blood. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and check us out at mindpumpmedia.com. That's where you can find all of our programs, including our super bundle, which is nine months of exercise programming, all planned out for you. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam and Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.